Hello everyone, welcome to the SOAS Phase Access Podcast, the new monthly conversation about access and participation in post-16 education. My name is Renata Albuquerque and this podcast is produced by my colleague Simon Tullett. In our fourth episode, we'll be talking to Greg Burke, Director of Place and Civic Engagement at Sheffield Harlem University about the Civic University Network. Greg leads the Place and Civic Engagement work at Sheffield Harlem. He also leads the Civic University Network that is led by Sheffield Harlem University in partnership with the University of Newcastle, the University of Birmingham, Queen Mary University London, the National Coordinator Centre for Public Engagement and the Institute for Community Studies. Until he took up his current post, Greg worked as senior civil servant in the Department for Education. He has worked in a wide range of roles in central government. These have included both policy and delivery. He has operated at both the national and regional level, working in a wide range of education and wider senior and wider social policy. Greg, thank you so much for coming to speak to us today. Before we get into the nitty gritty, could you give us a bit of the background on the civic university movement in general and in the UK? Well, thanks very much for inviting me to join you today. I'm really excited to um, have this opportunity. Um, I suppose the history of the civic university movement goes right back to the foundation of many universities, um, particularly universities in the UK. So many of our sort of red brick universities that were built at the end of the Victorian period very much came out of um, the sort of civic movement, really. So they were often um, funded, built by the sort of founding fathers of the big cities. Um, obviously, examples are Birmingham, Sheffield, Manchester, those very sort of obvious um, traditional red brick places. So I think in a sense, um, the civic movement is nothing new. It's almost the foundation upon which many of our universities um, in this country um, were built. I suppose what's happened in the last few years, and, and particularly through the sort of Civic University Commission, is perhaps a bit of a sort of taking stock and rethinking to what extent perhaps universities have drifted away from that civicness. So although, as I say, they were very much, um, they came out of their place and they were built often with the money of the people who wanted to make that place better. As time's gone on in you know, hundreds of years later, there has been sometimes quite a difficulty in making that link between a great university in a place and what impact that institution is having in its own sort of area. So I think the commission was very much um, standing back a bit and saying, okay, so the history of a lot of these places was very much civic, but is that civic mission still there or has it somehow been lost, diluted over a period of time? Mm. It seems like many universities in the UK would like to engage more meaningfully with the Civic University Network, but not, are not able to fully do so. Indeed, the one as article, Our University Civic Washington, which was published on the 17th of January 2022, reported that of the 59 universities who made a public commitment to their local communities, only 14 had actually followed through by the end of 2021. Why do you think that is? Mm. I think I would probably see it slightly differently in that um, the fact that um, that number of universities have completed the civic university agreement process, as opposed to lots and lots having gone through it, I think is a reflection on the seriousness with which institutions are taking the process. So I think it would have been very easy for universities to have said, oh yes, we will produce a civic university agreement 
um, very much led by their sort of comms and marketing bit of the university and produced a document and sort of ticked the box and in effect have done nothing of any substance. Whereas I think what's actually happening, and I think this is partly as a reflection on having been involved for many universities involved in the, um, the COVID pandemic, I think universities actually have stood back much more and said, actually, we don't want to just produce a document that almost documents what we do, but we want to have quite a substantial um, look at what does civic mean for us as an institution, and particularly how does it fit with our sort of strategic direction. So I think what's happened perhaps more in recent years is often universities have been involved in civic, quite a lot of civic activity, but it's been a bit disconnected from the sort of strategy of the university or the core business. And it's perhaps been very much led by a particular bit of the university, or it's been led by you know, a particular senior person who's had an interest in it, but it hasn't been absolutely on the sort of board of governors discussions. It hasn't been on the, the agenda for the university leadership team. And I think what's happened over the last couple of years, and I think actually is why um, we haven't had that many civic university agreements produced yet, is universities are actually taking this extremely seriously and actually spending quite a lot of time doing the process of thinking it through. And actually when they get to produce their CUA, that will be the output of considerable work rather than just documenting what they do already. So I, I see the slowness as being a positive rather than a negative. I think it's because people are actually doing a lot of background work behind the scenes. A good example of this, I think, is um, the recent publication of the Greater Manchester CUA, which took quite a long time for them to produce, but actually sitting behind that is a huge amount of work in bringing people together to agree to do a whole Manchester agreement and lots of um, really good intellectual thinking and analysis. So actually the document itself is you know, not a huge document, but actually when you talk to the people involved in it, the work and process that sits behind that is actually really impressive and gives them a really good foundation now to do real things on, on, on the ground, rather than it just being a comms piece. Do you mind if I ask you a little bit more about it? Because mm. um, as someone who has a strong interest because of disconnections with widening participation, with the ideas of inclusion, you know, I, the, the civic movement is something I find very attractive. But I also know how difficult it is for universities. And there's so much on universities' agenda, you know, to to to, to cope with and to do. Um, that um, you know, some universities will find it easier to spend the kind of time and to put to allocate those resources that you just mentioned to producing a civic agreement. And I was just wondering, you know, because there are several recommendations that are really interesting in the Truly Civic uh, report by the UPP. Um, and it seems a little bit like a shame that that universities cannot be seen to be in several in different stages in their um, in their journey towards the civic agreement. I, I mean, I fully understand that we want the civic agreement, and and, and I, I sympathise with we want the, the civic agreement to be something that has meaning and is not just a tick box exercise. That would be a you know a shame and a waste. 
But at the same time, in terms of supporting some of the people like me in other universities who want to start that agenda and to actually even show that universities that we are already on that route and that maybe, you know, the, the investment is worth it. Even if it's about time, people's time, um, which is probably the most precious commodity we don't have at the moment. Um, is that is that something that you think that is would somehow um, water down the power of of the civic agreement in some way? I think your your point about recognizing where people are on the journey is really important. And we have been doing quite a bit of that through the sort of workshops and showcasing that we've done. So we've had a number of universities talking about um, the different stage that they are at on the journey, trying to be very open and honest about, you know, the difficulties, the, you know, this is not easy. And I think it's been great to have people, which is perhaps, you know, slightly unusual. You know, we often as universities could be quite protective of ourselves. And actually, it's been very good to have people on a platform saying, this is actually really difficult, you know, within my institution, these are the things I've struggled with. This is, you know, we want to do it, but it's in no way easy. I think the framework that we've created is a very helpful tool for universities to be able to um, sort of map out their journey, really, because it enables people to take stock of where are they across a number of different domains and then develop a bit of a sense of, right, okay, so where are we? what is our ambition and therefore what is the sort of action that we might need to put in place to get from where we are to where we'd like to be. I think the other thing that is really important, and I think this is coming through quite strongly, is really having those discussions about how being civic doesn't need to be in conflict with other priorities. So you've talked about you know the widening participation agenda, but I think it's also true of many other aspects of um, the work that the university is doing. So what we've been trying to do at Shefford Hallam, but in no means um, we're the only people trying to do this, is really have those conversations to say, how do we build civic into what we do? So rather than it being seen as a sort of separate thing that sits on the side and therefore is a, a drain on resources, we're constantly saying, okay, we want to do this. How does it fit with other things that we either have to do, which might be, for example, you know, we are a big procurer of services, we are a big buyer of um, contractual things, we're building a whole, um, we got a whole master plan of campus development, you know, really building civic into that. So actually as a big employer, as a big purchaser, as a big um, contributor to the local economy, we're having really interesting discussions about, okay, so actually, how can we how increase our impact as a, an organisation in the civic space. But similarly, we're, we're thinking about it from all different angles of uh, including how can we build, you know, being civic into our student experience. So actually, if you come, you are a student at our university, um, having a civic experience, being part of doing stuff within the community is part of being a, uh, a student and you benefit from that. So I think it will only really be successful in universities where we can integrate it into the the whole way we do things rather than, as you say, otherwise it will just continue to be seen as a, an expense 
and in a time you know in times of financial constraints will be one of those things that people just cut because it's a thing on the side so i think the university that will be successful are the ones who really see it as being part of their whole existence rather than a nice add-on thing to do which is a bit of a luxury okay i mean i it's not like i, I don't understand what you say i just worry that um it is the universities with the largest resources perhaps that will find it easier to to do something like that um but i do i have seen the framework and i like the idea that people can perhaps start mapping it and, and yeah. use it to show it to their leaders you know people mm. like me yeah. can use that to start mapping what they already do and um, to show their leaders um that is actually not that far off perhaps yeah. it's not that far off for some it will be closer than others but you've touched on something really important there about the competing, um, some of the competing um, priorities for universities. And um, that um, the Civic University Commission report, uh, Truly Civic, that I've mentioned earlier, proposes that universities need to develop their civic work based on analysis of the needs of the place. You mentioned this a little bit um, just now. Um, if they want to go beyond civic engagement to become truly civic universities. And yet, um, the characteristics of university geographic locations vary significantly. I mean, obviously, I am based in London, and it's very different from uh, if you are in a, in a place like Lancaster, where there might be two universities um, instead, and where um, the, the, the size of the university in relation to the place you know, it's completely different from, for example, from when you're in London. So um, I wanted to tell you, I, I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about how you see this difference manifest in uh, how universities deliver civic engagement. Yes, I think there are some interesting um, differences developing, as you say. Um, I suppose the really good um, extremes, in a way, that I've seen are um, the Manchester example, which I've just mentioned, where they have decided to get together um, with all the universities across Greater Manchester to work on the footprint of Greater Manchester, which makes complete sense because Greater Manchester is an authority. It has a metro mayor. Um, many things happen at the Greater Manchester footprint, and therefore, it you know it makes complete sense for the universities to be operating within that sort of strategic framework of Greater Manchester. The other extreme, as as you've mentioned yourself, is is London really, where although London has that similar sort of great you know um, you have a mayor, there's there is a London um, dimension. You have so many universities that therefore you know coming together to create one civic university agreement for London probably not a very easy or practical thing to do. But I think what's happening in London is a very different model, which is actually people working together through the London network. So coming together and collaborating and talking about civic in the construct of Greater London, but then actually often having a civic university agreement, which is more locally focused, which might be on a particular local authority or a particular borough. And the work that Queen Mary are doing sort of in the, um, the, the Whitechapel Mile End area is incredibly local, but actually is great because it's, it's working on real civic issues at a very granular level, but they are a university who feel very much, um, they identify with that geographical place. And it's an unusual situation to have a Russell University in 
an area of such high deprivation. So they realise they've got some you know really big challenges but actually working at that very local level is really working for them so i don't think there's one i don't think there's one answer and i think it has to be very much um dependent on what is the geography and also recognizing you know with the leveling up white paper um you know some of this geography is not fixed because you know we could have more mayors we could have you know the the, the devolution agenda um could significantly change some of the landscape and and it is important i think as universities we work within the geography within the landscape there's no point us saying we want our place to be whatever if actually everybody else in the area recognizes the you know the administrative place as being something quite different so i think i think we have to take account of the particular context in which we sit and then work within that because otherwise you know we're just having conversations with the wrong people who don't actually have the power to do any of the things that we're trying to help or support really and yet you know i, I know that there's some universities that are working a part of their civic um you know civic um strategy are working outside of their local area yeah yeah um particularly london ones so there is this issue, for example, in London, we know there's poverty in London, and but the poverty in London can be quite hidden. Yeah. Um, so when you're working in a, in, a, in a question of space, and even when we try to match that up with the um, access agenda, you know, there are some tensions in there, um, which it's better to, if, if we as universities resolve them so that we can achieve both targets uh, yeah. together yeah. Um, yeah. And, and save some time so and and then there there may be i mean i suppose you know uh, for example in the case of my organization my institution soas which is a very um you could say it's, it's a an outward facing institution in terms of research the communities that we work with there are also some opportunities to do some international work is yes. that right yes. yeah yeah no I, and I, I don't think as i say i think i think civic doesn't have to necessarily be a definition of the place where you happen to sit. Mm -hmm. I think it is about us as universities thinking about how we have an impact on a place, but that place, I mean, I know some universities, as you say, have been thinking about a place as being an international place where they have a campus or whatever. And actually, but they are, they're thinking about civic in the same way. They're thinking about how by being in that place as a, you know an institution they don't just sit there but they have um they maximize the potential of being there and how that can benefit the, the the community that they happen to be sort of in so i think i think all of these definitions are absolutely fine i think it's it's working out and i think this is where it goes back to my earlier point about i think what universities are trying to do and this is why i think it has been quite slow in terms of developing the cuas I think as universities have got into thinking about this in a very serious way, they've realised it's incredibly complicated. So actually what they might have thought of as being quite a simple process of, you know, pulling together and producing a CUA, as they've engaged in a really quite um, robust analysis and a robust thinking, they've thought, gosh, this is actually much more complicated and bigger. And if we're going to do it really well, we actually need to to put a lot more thought into this it's not just going to fall out as a natural sort of thing so i think there is some really good debate going on about you know all of these questions that you're raising individual institutions are really sitting down at quite a senior level and working through 
how can they do these things seriously rather than just, as I say, um, rubber stamping something and producing a document which looks good but actually has no substance. So I think I'm, I'm very encouraged by the discussions I've been involved in where people are really grappling with exactly the issues that you're, you know, these are difficult, they're not easy things to resolve, but I think it's encouraging that people are trying to, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, which is why I'm really pleased that you're here and we're having this conversation. Yeah. There seems to be an unresolved tension between local and international in what concerns universities as civic institutions. A blog, a blog published by Happy on the 3rd of February this year, entitled Raise, Realizing the Civic University, raised questions about how universities have spent the last decade focused on success in global markets for students and research funding, reinvent themselves as agents of local social and economic transformation. The Truly Civic Report also acknowledged this tension. It suggests different ways in which universities could define their sense of place, and not all of them being geographic. However, I think that this is still a bit messy, isn't it? Do you know of any universities that have defined their sense of place in more than one criteria? Hmm. Yes, I think I'm. I think I'm less convinced by the. I think to me, place is about a physical place, really. In terms, mm -hmm. in, in terms of the the context, I and mean, obviously, universities have many. Um, definitions of where they're trying to be what market they're trying to be in but I think for me market and place are not they're not interchangeable things I think for me when we're talking about civic it is about the impact that a university has on a physical geographical place um, I think that place can be where they immediately are located it can be a place as we've just discussed in another part of the world. But I think it has to be real people in a real place rather than some sense of, well, you know, we don't, our, our, our role in civic is around research or, you know, but actually it's having no impact on any real people that we can demonstrate. I think that for me feels quite a, um, it's stretching civic a bit further than I probably would see. So I think for me, it is about universities being able to demonstrate a clear link between what we're doing and the benefit that that is bringing to a population of people, however we might define that population in a joke. I think the geograph the geography could be very small or very big, but I think you have to be able to link between what you're doing and the benefits to real people in in some community that you and be able to demonstrate that that is uh, there's a clear link between those two things. So an example that could be um, that we would do some work. Just uh, just going back to my example, um, you know, so that I can talk about something I know mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> relatively well. So it can be like you know we recruit students. Um, and we make um, and we do deliver our widening access in these areas that we have defined, for example. Um, we will um, perhaps uh, when we talk about procurement and stuff like that, we may also define um, a geographic area. That's prob probably a little bit more complicated. People are always looking for the best um, cost yeah i think i think the widening participation is an interesting one um mm. because it's one of the things we've been trying to work through in our own institution actually because there is a danger in that 
you know, people um, coming to higher education, and that's great. You know, we've widened participation. We've got people to improve their academic outcome. But actually, they don't go back to the place they came from. So actually, we've almost had a negative impact as a university on the geographical place. So one of the things we've been just, just really starting to work through, because we've never really um, looked at it from this lens before about actually what happens to our graduates. Do they um, predominantly leave South Yorkshire and therefore we're, um, you know, we're upskilling people, but those skills are not going back into the place or do they go back into the place? So I think there is something about as universities, uh, having a bit more connection with what happens to our students, why if they don't stay locally, um, you know, what is the reason for that? Is it, you know, there aren't jobs and, and can we, um, do we have a role? So I mean, the thing we've been, because in our own civic university agreement, we have um, in a way two priorities to address these two issues. So one of our priorities is around sort of creating um, more high skilled jobs so um, we we work with this you know the local employment market but also obviously we're supplying graduates with those skills but actually as a university I think we have to be working on both the supply and the demand side otherwise there's a danger that we're just supplying people but actually that's not improving the economy because they're just you know they're, they're taking their skills to another part of the country. So I think that is a it's an interesting, it's a slightly different um way of viewing that issue from perhaps how historically we as universities have viewed it. So th so does that mean like you, you you that your recruitment in terms of staff policy also is to recruit locally? Is that what you're saying? We would like to do more um mm. around recruiting locally, but also recruiting more people who are representative of the the sort of you know the mix of people in our community whereas at the moment we as the university are not very representative of our community so we've got quite a lot of um you know policies around how do we improve the diversity of our workforce so that we do um, and why is it that you know local people don't see the university as a potential employment opportunity they might for, there might be all sorts of reasons why they perceive it not being um, a place for them sort of thing you know I can't help thinking that you know creating jobs is a, is a macro policy um, yeah. thing um, that that universities have a limited impact unless there is a, 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 a different um, approach whether they work together or civic universities um, to secure um, more investment in their areas? Or I suppose, what, what, yeah, mm. I suppose what we, um, we are a very big employer in the sort of South Yorkshire economy. So we have about 4,000 staff. So although obviously we can't change the whole employment nature in, in South Yorkshire, um, one of the things we've been thinking about is actually we are one of the biggest employers. So actually we probably don't think enough about what actually we, when we do things, what impact it has. So actually, um, we've not been utilising our power as much as we might. So although, you know, absolutely, we can't solve all these sort of issues of employment locally, we probably can 
flex our power more and I think we can influence other people by things we do. So there's sort of a, an influencing role as well as a direct sort of contributions. And that's where it starts to get much bigger because it snowballs. We actually affect somebody else who affects somebody else rather than it being just the direct impact of the things that we do. And again, I think that is very much part of the conversation we've been having about what does being civic mean? It means sort of using all the different dimensions of us as an organisation to maximise the benefit, really. So, you know, we release the maximum potential from any... So it's sort of whatever we do now, we're trying to think, OK, we're doing that thing, which often is a thing we're just, you know, we're going to recruit someone. That's something we have to do. So now we're thinking, OK, if we're recruiting someone or, you know, we're recruiting, what would be the civic lens on that recruitment? So rather than just doing the recruitment, we're thinking what could be the best way of doing that so it could have the best impact on our place rather than just doing the process which we'd have to so it's no it's not doing something additional because we have to do it anyway it's just having a sort of civic lens to say okay how can we make the best of this thing we're going to do to get the, the maximum benefit from for the place from it sort of thing but, you know but so, you know, you mustn't forget you're talking to someone that works in access yeah, and the yeah. issue, you've been talking about impact quite a lot. You've used the word impact on several yeah. occasions. It's very hard to ascertain that impact that you're talking about because it could be not just your influence, there's so many other influences going on. And in fact, you know, one of the things that we know is that funding and government policy has the biggest impact. Yeah. Um, the government changes policy, people change. Yeah you know quite quickly along those lines so given the is is here is there is there here um maybe contradiction is not the right word we have a civic university agreement which is something that is demanding and requires universities to engage with it in a meaningful way but are we asking them to do something that they can't possibly certainly quantify mm. um I think I think impact is a really difficult issue. I think you're absolutely right. Um, and we have spent quite a lot of time already um, in the sort of discussions that we've had uh, with different universities and also in the development of the framework, because you're absolutely right. I mean, drawing the, the link between what a university does and the change in the real world is incredibly almost impossible so so we, we we i think we're still at quite an early stage of working through this really but probably where we need to do more work is being clearer about the sort of evidence of what you know what are the things that if you get right you know and i think you know the the, the white paper um the, the leveling up white paper that's just been published has some really good analysis of the sort of component parts that I, I can't remember what they describe them as, but um, is it capitals? I think they used it, it was a slightly odd term, but um, this sort of idea there are certain things that if those things are not right, then a place is unlikely to be dynamic, is it unlikely to sort of move forward in the way that we might want. So I think what is probably a good way of coming at this is to be clearer as universities which of those dimensions we're trying to contribute to what is it we're trying to do and maybe we do need to measure sometimes that we've made we've 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 helped build that 
building block or that contribution to rather than being able to demonstrate that we've actually made the per you know the impact on the person because those things might just be too difficult but if we i mean a good an easy probably a good example is you know there is really strong evidence that if schools don't have you know adequate number of teachers don't have the right quality of teachers um outcomes for young people are going to be affected that you know really strong evidence based on that mm-hmm. nobody would 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 dispute that so as mm. universities you know we can demonstrate an example of how we're providing the supply of teachers how we're you know making a real difference that's something that's quite measurable quite easy to demonstrate and we can you know show that as a very um and that we know that's a and of course you're right but Teachers don't stay in the profession. We know that one of the issues is that people keep on leaving yeah. um, so, the profession. And, and that's beyond what universities can do. That's to do with their workload or their expectations or, you know, yeah, that's so we, to do with it a lot more. Yeah, it is. So we've done some very interesting work um, at Shefford Hallam on this where, um, you know, because in the past we would have had no... Um, connection or you know about the retention aspect so we would have been all about supply and then basically we would have said that's you know the school's problem but what we've been doing is working with the schools to say okay so what are these issues what are the reasons why teachers leave and what might be the role in um, us as a university supporting schools on that journey really so that has been a very civic piece that we've done which is not our core business i you know just just to explore this area a bit further because i i I want to go back to this idea that if you are going down that route then you're going to be collecting information about what's going on um that means that perhaps you may or may not see that you have a role to then say to probably the government saying yeah. these are the reasons this is what's going on um can we do something about it so the civic university um also be one of its roles might also be to speak truth to power to actually mm-hmm. represent their local areas um and um and highlight the areas where um that is having a, a negative impact mm-hmm. in those things that it's working towards yes i think I think what we found, I think that works at a local level. So, you know, at the point of sort of, um, you know, getting behind a local message, I think it's perfectly okay for universities to be, um, you know, part of, um, you know, working with a local campaign, working with bringing together local information. I think where we've very much stayed away from is trying to take a sort of, um, through the university, we're taking a sector position on things with government because I we have such diverse membership of universities that actually it's very difficult to get a consensus on a particular topic. And we felt early on that that was probably not a helpful way to go. So we're very, um, you know, universities, I think, should work locally on things, but we haven't as a network taken um, positions on lobbying government on the broader sort of policy stuff, because actually getting members to um, have a consensus on that is almost impossible, really. No, I understand that. But I, I think that we talked about leadership, you know. Yeah. Yes. 
So it's within that context, universities do have a leadership and and locals, um, local organizations, especially smaller ones that don't have the same cloud, you know, and the same apparatus in terms of evaluation, policy um, assessment and stuff like that. Because one of the interesting things about the civic university is connections with different areas of the university's um, core um, functions, including research, for example, the idea that you can have more local um, investment. I really like that. I did look at the UKRI um, latest policy papers, and um, I didn't find as much of a focus in that. But I guess um, that is a really important area, isn't it? Do you know... Sorry, I, I, I know this, I'm just going to make an addition. I know this was not in my list, but do you know <laughs> universities that have um, found money, funds to carry out um, local research that has been requ- requested by their local areas in terms of um, their needs? I think the best example, I'm, I'm not obviously very close to it, but um, is the University of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Where they absolutely see civic and their local stuff as um, completely core to their sort of whole way of being, really. And that very much extends to their sort of approach to research and seeing, um, you know, making sure that their research does have an impact on their local area. So I think that's a, probably the university where I'm aware of the, it's very much part of their strategy to be thinking about research in both the you know the more traditional senses but also in if they've got research or they're doing research how does that impact on the local place they see that as absolutely key to their what they're about really anybody that is working in terms of you know environment issues and stuff like that connections there are some connections with the millennium development goal as well right yeah, there is yeah. A, we are doing quite a bit of work on the sort of net zero agenda, and that is an area that I think we will be doing some more work over the next six months on. Beautiful. Thanks so much for that. I suppose um, just my last question to you. Mm. It's really um, you will know that the the director, new director for the Office of Student, John Blake, um, did a, a speech um, in an event called Next Steps in Access and Participation on the 8th of February and talked a lot about universities collaborating with schools to raise attainment as their, as part of their civic role, which I was quite interested mm. <laughs> to see the synergies are there. Um, and he also talks about peer review for evaluating impact, which is a suggestion that is on the truly civic. Mm. Um, personally, I think there's many good things about that. I mean, sometimes you work with third sector organisation that or, you know, to external evaluators that don't actually understand what you do. Um, and so the idea of working with people who do understand what you do is quite attractive in many ways. Um, have you set up something like that already? What can we learn from what you've already done in this uh, space? We mean in the peer review space or the... Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah no, sorry. Um, yeah, so I think we are at quite an early stage of this, really. Um, so we've created the framework um, which I mentioned earlier which has the sort of domains of um, what we think of as being you know an assessment a self-assessment of where we are as an institution on the civic journey. Um, We're hoping over the next six months 12 months to really develop that 
from uh, an academic framework into a more workable toolkit. And I think part of that development would we, we will explore uh, um, peer review um, dimension of that. So would it be um, a good way to either um, you know, do the assessment and then have the opportunity to perhaps talk it through with a peer, someone asking, you know, some quite um, structured questions around yes. what's new. So I think um, we haven't committed to do this yet, but I think that's very much part of our thinking about actually how can we make that framework a really usable toolkit and how do we bring um, people around that so that we can bring that sort of challenge, but in a very positive, helpful, you know, as you say, you know, the whole idea of peer review is it's it's not about, um, you know, marking someone, it's about helping a, an institution who want to improve, to develop a clear way of developing and a clear action plan of where do they want to get. And it's partly also just teasing out what is the ambition of that institute? Where are they trying to get to rather than saying, this is where everyone has to get to? Because I think on different dimensions of the framework, different institutions will have ambitions to be, you know, a higher score on different elements. And I think that is absolutely fine because I think every university, you know, is on their own civic journey. There isn't one answer to what good looks like, but asking those probing questions could be very helpful. Yeah. Um... So, because you're talking, correct me if I'm wrong, but I had the impression that you're talking about something like an assessment whether a university is fulfilling their civic um, agreement or not, whereas I'm, I was actually talking about individual interventions or individual areas of work. So maybe what we're talking about is widening access, or yeah. maybe what we're talking about is, in, you know, developing employment. So you have, a, you, you have, you decide that you have an activity, you came, you agreed an activity as part of your civic agreement, your areas of work, you develop that into an action plan, I am yeah. assuming, and it is the delivery of those different things individually that will be then assessed for impact rather than the whole thing. I mean, you could do the whole yeah. thing, but that I've, I assume, I don't know why, but I would assume that this would be the role, your, the role of your um, um part of the organization if you like um of the civic network maybe um and and i and i am assuming i'm actually going to be interviewing john blakes um hopefully very soon but um i also had the impression that also elizabeth is about looking at different interventions what did you say your objectives are how what methodology are you using to assess whether or not um, you've achieved them, you know, that kind of same kind of evaluation that we are being asked to do in access. So the evaluation per se being robust and then what your findings are as a result of that. Yeah, I suppose our role is more to facilitate rather than assess. So I suppose I would see us as being much more providing people with those tools and connecting people up rather than that we would have the role ourselves of going around and doing that sort of assessment but we might link people up together in that peer review so I think absolutely it could be at the top level or it could be at project or program level I think either um, whatever would be useful for particular institutions I think could be possible yeah 
Yeah, sorry, I, I wanted to expand a little bit more on that because, mm, you know, it's difficult to make a civil university agreement and universities might want to spend the time doing that. But then, you know, unfortunately, they could do that and then not do anything else about it mm. after that. Um, so we would want to have some kind of follow-up, no? Is that is this your is, yeah, is network? Think, yes, I suppose because there isn't a sort of, um, a requirement for universities to do civic. It's not in any sort of OFS agreement or any other of the yeah. sort of, it, it is very much a, you know, um, an encouragement to do yeah. it voluntary. Yeah. I, I think it does mean that if people are signing up to do it, it's because they want to do it rather than because they're doing it, you know, and I think that is very much reflected in the conversations I've been involved in where my my sense is people really are grappling with this and want to do it and want to make a difference. So there is a sense in which they want to be accountable and they are wanting to set up a framework that helps them do that rather than feeling they want to be inspected. There's, I'm not sure we need to, to have, well, there isn't a sort of way in which- Yeah, we no, inspect. we're not talking about inspection, no, no. No, no, no. no. That's but, a bit so I think, too heavy a word, think, yeah. Yeah, but I think people uh, would welcome you know, from the conversations we've had so far, I think people would welcome that sort of peer review, peer challenge. And, you know, the people, as I say, uh, as I said earlier, I think people have been incredibly open about their problems. You know, people are very much um, struggling with stuff and talking about how they're struggling rather than, oh, it's all great, we're, we're fantastic. Mm. So, so, so what I suppose just to summarise is that the universities that you're working with in the network uh, there is a willingness for peer review to be both at a, a, an activity level, but also on a sort of more all-encompassing level. I think so. Yeah, that's my sense. We're at quite an early stage of those conversations, but my sense from the conversations we've had so far is people are really keen to, you know, to um, work together and to share what's going on sort of thing and to, to have that sense of an external perspective, really. Yeah, and and just to find just to finalize this um, this development as a toolkit, are you looking at other areas um, where people already have to demonstrate impact to make sure that you know we're not asking universities to duplicate their efforts in a particular area or use different methodologies? Yeah, I mean, we, um, as I say, we're at very early stages, but yeah, we would very much want to use other things that exist to link into and not be duplicating or creating a, a bureaucracy that is unnecessary and it is absolutely us trying to create something that's useful for people and they find helpful not something we're imposing in any way and that's just not part of the ethos of the network really well thank you so much i might have you back when you get your toolkit ready <laughs> ask you some more questions about that I think I'm right in saying that many people working in access and participation share the values of the civic with a small c university movement. The same can probably be said for very many university staff in academic and professional service. It is interesting to see this way of thinking about the role of HG reflected in the Office for Students' new approach to access. After talking to Greg, I kept thinking about our experience, meaning people who work in access and participation, um, in evidencing the impact of our work, not only on those we work with, but also on the institutions we work for. This evidence is important in many ways. 
It shows institutions the results of their investment, financial or otherwise. It's also essential for maintaining institutional attention on specific areas. Then I consider how civic university agreements would age, how the impetus for producing a civic university agreement would be maintained within institutions. I'm not advocating for another external set of reporting requirements, far from it. I think the most interesting challenge of producing a civic university agreement refers to bringing together different parts of an institution to demonstrate how these disparate parts are essential in any organization's efforts to align actions with values. I hope the toolkit Greg referred to will answer some of these questions and that the network might continue to develop their work to maintain and increase universities' alignment with civic values. We'd love your feedback. You can provide us feedback either by writing to us at accesspodcast at soas.ac.uk or by leaving your feedback on, I, on the Apple iPodcast or Spotify. Thank you. <laughs>